0: he uses the very thing they fear he uses the storm as a means to come to them he demonstrates his control over the situation by the waves are crazy the wind's blowing and he's walking on the water he calms the storm let me remind you something this morning church we serve a mighty god We serve an all-powerful God this morning, and there are times when life seems out of control by wanting to understand something. He still has it all under control. There are no accidents. God didn't figure out on Wednesday that this thing is going around in the world. He knew what was going to happen. He knows what's going on, and he's got everything under control. You look at this world and you look at the news and you watch the news and all these things. They're like, this thing's out of control. No, nothing's out of control because he's got everything under his control. And you can rest in that this morning. Say, how many people is this going to affect? What's going to happen? You don't know. But he does. And storms are under his control. You look at verse 48. He saw the fact that they were growing and toiling in that. For the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed by we see he went up unto them into the ship and the wind ceased they were all sore amazed in themselves we got to understand this morning is he's worthy of being trusted Storms are under his control the steps of a good man the scriptures say are ordered by the lord and he delighteth in his way see letter a that storms are under his control letter b people don't like hearing things like this but storms are part of his plan for our lives storms are part of his plan for our lives you look all through human history crazy things that have taken place, crazy things happen, storms come. Some in this room aren't old enough to remember the gas crisis. It was that the 70s or early 80s, somewhere in that time, 70s, 60s, somewhere in there. We didn't deal with that, really. I didn't deal with that. You know, a lot in this room, probably no one's old enough to remember anything that happened during World War II and how the world acted during that time, or World War I, or the Civil War just american history we can go back even further storms are part of his plan for our lives we might not like it but you look at verse 45 this, look at what it says here and look at this passage it says and straightaway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side he told get in the boat and go jesus knew that a storm would be there the storm was probably already there to go you need this kind of hard for us to understand i don't understand something the disciples were there in the boat in the middle of the storm why That's where God told, where Jesus told them to be. They're in the storm because Jesus sent them there. And the truth is, storms are going to come, but we cannot fear the storm. God is in control. There's two truths I want to give you when we think about this. So I'll give you 1st, 2nd Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Look what it says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The storms, the things we go through in life, God is at work in the midst of them. And he's working in our lives through them. What's God trying to do in the midst of this? Maybe God's trying to get some of his people to turn back to him. Could that be? It could be. We get very comfortable in life. You know, we have it very good in America. You can go to the store and normally get anything you need. Go we'll live in another country. And what you're seeing in these stores is what happens there all the time. It doesn't normally happen to us. Everything's going to be all right. Storms, storms are a part of life. There are light affliction, and it says it's but for a moment. Storms don't last forever, and we'll get to that point in a few minutes. But it worketh for us far exceedingly in the eternal weight of glory. When we go through storms, there's two things I want you to remember in times of life. Number one, God knows where we are and what we're facing. He does. He knows exactly what's going on. There are no surprises with God. He's right and He knows what's happening. And then number two, God allows what He does for our good and for His glory. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. All things: coronavirus, stock market tumbling. All things work together for good. One of the things that I was, I was looking so forward to Sunday as we go through this last week. I remember as a kid and the different times and different things would happen. And you think about 9-11 when 9-11 happened. About airports and airplanes shutting down for a while and the craziness that happened in 2001. All you would hear on the news is all this terrible things. I couldn't wait to be in church to hear what God had to say from his word about the situation. And you can turn on the news all day long, and they're going to continue on about how crazy this thing is. And it's only going to get worse in days to come. Remember my words. will talk more about that in a minute. Well, you know why we need to come to church today? Hear what God has to say about it. It's all going to be okay. He has it all under control. You can trust him. Storms are a part of life. Also this, letter C storms are always of limited duration The sun will shine again it will it will you know we haven't heard much talk but we've gotten a lot of rain this last week we went so dry for january and february praise god for the rain that we've gotten i was going on one of my walks and i walk every day about four miles or so and um, in the middle of it it was it was crazy one minute the sky was okay here the water kind of dried up i'm out there and all of a sudden it's a downpour, and I'm getting soaked, and that's either like, and where could you go hide? There's no place to hide anything else. I just get soaked. A minutes later, it quit raining. It was just one of those quick little things. The storm came, and it went right over me, and I think the Lord was just laughing at me as it came down on me right at that moment. It had been one of those days where it rained most of the day, and I was just looking at the sky out this way, and there was a nice clear spot in the middle of these clouds. You see the blue sky See this orange sky around it. I saw this opening in the clouds, and every storm passes. And sometimes we look, when's this going to end? Who knows? Is basketball going to be back on? I hope soon. I can't take Hallmark Channel much more, Lord. I can't. I can't take it. Please, Lord, get basketball back for me, please. I saw, was it you, Jennifer, that posted that thing of, got, of them watching bowling? And all the guys are going crazy over bowling. And then the next thing was a chess board on TV. And these guys are going crazy for this chess move. I thought That was hilarious. And uh, it's, cra- it's crazy. But storms don't last forever. Your tough time you're going through right now does not last forever. You see, and, one, and we got to remember those things. When Jesus came on the scene, he was able to show them that there's always an end to a storm. What you're facing, he knows what you're facing. He's able to get you through it. He won't allow you to be tested above your limits. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You have no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Never forget that the storm that you're in today, or the one you may face tomorrow, didn't come to stay, it just passes along. See, number one, address their fears. Number two, they address their faith. They address their faith. You know what the difference should be between... This world and christians today faith our faith and if your faith is not big, strong enough in this time you need to figure out he's big enough today He address their faith you notice when jesus comes to his disciples he he's walking on the water and they thought of him to be a spirit out of fear now you say you would have done the same exact same thing Think about that it's the middle of the night the storm's blowing they didn't have lights like we do today and even let's say they had a candle lit the storm is there the candle's not staying lit they had no light they probably had the moon as all that they had for light. And you see this, this thing, it's Jesus, I'm just saying thing. You see this thing walking on the water in the midst of all of that. You would be freaked out just a little bit. So would I. They were fearful right then. And as we look at this, and as we see this passage, he addressed their fears, and he gave them also ample reason to believe that help had arrived. When Jesus got there, he quickly identified himself to his disciples. There in verse number 50, he said, be of good cheer. He says, it is I. This word I is an emphatic personal pronoun. It's a statement of identification. And it says Jesus was telling, hey, guys, I'm here. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. We'll get through this almost like it was saying, hey guys, do you forget who I am? The I am is here. He'll get you through. When we think about the Lord this morning and when he addressed their faith, and we think about the fact that he showed up, we see as I am, the Lord is. What you've got to understand is he is, letter A, he's all-powerful this morning. The Bible tells us in Luke 1, for with God nothing shall be impossible. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 42, verse number 2, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20, says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. You see, this morning, just as his power was revealed in creation, where he said, let there be light, and light appeared where he spoke this world into existence, that same God is still here today. The same God that preserved Noah and his family in that time and in the flood is the same God that is still here today for us. The same God that held the children of Israel, get out of bondage in Egypt and brought plagues in the Passover and led them across the Red Sea is the same God that we have today. He has not changed his power is not limited because of a virus or because of anything around us. He's still God today, and he still works today, and God is able to do anything he wants to. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask him to do. He's all-powerful this morning. Let her be. he's all-present. His very name, the I Am, declares him to be the one who is ever-present, the self-existent one. Being that I am means he is always God all of the time. Do you realize in all of eternity and all of time, there has never been a moment where God has not been God. He always has been God and He always will be God, and nothing in between can stop that. He's all present. We read on last, was it last Sunday night or two weeks ago? We went through the book of Job and it talked about Satan. Satan said, Hey, I went to and fro in the earth. The Lord doesn't go to and fro, the Lord's everywhere. At the same time, he's ever-present with his people, and praise God for that. When God is, and what we've got to understand is, he made us some promises. Matthew 28, 20, teaching them to observe all things which I command you, and, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world, amen. He's with us always. Hebrews 13, 15, I will never leave thee. I will never forsake thee, the scripture says, and that's a promise from God. You've got to understand something, when he says he will not forsake us, that term literally means that he won't run out on us when the chips are down. God's not a fair-weathered friend. He's an all-weathered friend, and he's there for us, and you can trust him in times of trouble. Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 145, the scripture tells us, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. You can trust him today. He's all-powerful. He's all-present. He's all-perceiving. He's all-perceiving. By virtue of the fact that Jesus is God, nothing escapes his gaze as he ponders the ways of men. Mark fifteen three: The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. I tells us in Hebrews four thirteen: Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him, with whom we have to do. Job considered this knowledge of God. That's when he pinned those words in chapter 23, verse 10 He knoweth the way that I take, and when I am tried, I shall come forth as gold. God is worthy of our trust this morning because he knows exactly what we're facing, second by second. Last Sunday, there were no churches in America that thought that they wouldn't be having church this Sunday. Last Sunday, Joe Maria came over to our house. We watched the Laker-Clipper game. The Lakers beat the Clippers. That was a fun one to watch. Didn't know on Wednesday that the NBA would shut down. We don't know what's going to happen. In church, we look at the days ahead. We don't know what's going to happen. Oh, come on. Disneyland shut down. You know, you know they're worried about something if Disneyland shuts down. I think there's been three times that Disneyland shut down. One of those was 9-11. And I don't remember what the other one was. And then now, when, Can- when Kennedy was assassinated, that's when it shut down. Three times. We see travel bans placed on places. We see all this craziness around us. You don't know what this next week's going to hold. Don't worry about it. The Lord sees it all. Trust Him. Don't put your trust in men. Trust Him. Keep your focus on Him. You know, I, in all honesty, you've got to realize something. It's going to get worse before it gets better. What's going to happen this week? Let me give you a little hint. Okay, are you a prophet? No, I'm not a prophet. But let me just give you a reality check real quick, okay? When you make thousands and thousands of tests available, you could not get available before, we're going to see a spike in those who have it. I want you to understand something. Those who they say are going to have it by the end of this week already had it today, God is still in control. And in the entire world, there are under 200,000 people that have this. Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles, has over 4 million people in it. So 1 20th of the size of Los Angeles in the world have this disease, this virus. Those that are between the age of 0 and it's like 55 to 60 have a 0.2 of 1% chance of dying from it. Those that are older, th- the odds go up higher. And the odds are still, I think the highest odds are 12%. We're freaking out, and it's only going to get worse. Don't stall your faith in the news. Keep up to date on things. That's totally fine. Like, there are people that didn't come this morning. If you're elderly, you got to be extra careful, and I hope you do take extra precaution. And the thing that people got to realize is this at the end of the day, God already knows our expiration date, and there's nothing we can do to change it. Be careful, though. Use precaution. You know, if you can stay out of big crowds for a while, do it. My parents, my mom's in her middle, mid-70s. My dad's up for 70s, and my dad's health is pretty good. My mom's health is not. And I told them we'll probably go visit them tomorrow unless the kids show any signs of being sick. We'll go down and see them. We'll go grocery shopping for them. Stay in for a little bit, just out of safety. If they gotta go out, gotta go out but just, just use a little extra caution don't be so open to hugging everybody and high fiving everybody and everything wash your hands yeah isn't it, isn't it amazing how people don't wash their hands that's the bible even talks about it to wash our hands the book of leviticus teaches that that's a simple thing everybody should know wash your hands wash your hands and for a while and i have psoriasis, and with my psoriasis, the more soap you use on your hands the worse they crack And so, in all honesty, for the past several months, I probably wash my hands twice a day. I don't wash them often based on that. Before church, I'd wash them just for everybody and things now i'm washing them 10 times a day and they're showing it they're cracking and they hurt but you just use a little bit of extra caution what you got to understand is this you don't know what tomorrow's going to hold god does though don't try and figure it all out so you're trusting him he knows what's going on he, he sees it all this is not something that he looks at and he's like oh no what do i do No, he knew what was going to happen and we just need to trust him this world can panic but a child of god has no reason to panic because you know the lord trust him. If things get w- a lot worse before they get better, just trust him. But you know why we need a church today? To hear this. We just need to trust him. The news had their opportunity all week long. We need to hear the, we need to hear the truth from the word of God. Trust him. Be careful, but trust him. Trust him. He knows all. He sees all. He perceives all. Told and There's a story told, and uh, well, this guy Ra- Ralph Abdul had a thrilling experience of going on a short on an aircraft carrier, the USS Kennedy. He saw jet fighters take off, land, and demonstrate bombing maneuvers. He was told about a practice that is followed with all U.S. aircraft carriers. Whenever the planes are taking off or landing, it's always a dangerous operation because it's on one of those carriers. captain watches from the bridge every time. Even if the planes are flying around the clock, he stays on the bridge, catnapping between runs if necessary. Therefore, each time a pilot takes off in his high-speed aircraft or lands on the deck, that floating aircraft and is watching him. Parallel to that is that God's watching and cares about us. Wherever we are, whatever bold endeavor we go through, whatever battle we might be fighting, he is with us. Think about the Old Testament and the names that was used for the Lord as he worked in the lives of his people. We go through all of them. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is there. The Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is our peace. The Lord is our healer. The Lord is our righteousness. The Lord is there. The Lord's our banner. He's our sacrificer. The Lord most high, El Shaddai, Adonai, Alpha and Omega. He is what he needs to be all the time for us. The list could go on and on, but literally Christ is all we need. What did Jesus say in the New Testament? I am the bread of life. I am the light of the door. I am the, I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Sufficient to say he is everything we need. We see, he addressed their fears. He addressed their faith. And number three, and lastly this morning, he addressed their future. He addressed their future. When Jesus came to the disciples that night, they were certain that their lives were over. They were prepared to die, yet when Jesus came, he let them know he had a plan for their future. Go back to verse 45. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethesda, while he sent away the people. See, the Bible says there he compelled them. The word compel means to force or push into. He made them do this. He made them go on the boat when he spoke to them words of comfort and hope. And he tells them, hey, guys, be not afraid. That's a present active imperative. And literally, it means stop fearing now and never fear anything else ever again. From a human perspective, we have fear all around us. But what you got to understand this morning is it will all be all right. This things like, I cannot answer for you tomorrow how many people are going to die from this virus. I cannot answer. How low the stock market's going to go. I can't answer for you when Stainer Brothers is going to get toilet paper again. I can't answer for you when the stores are going to calm down. I can't answer any of those things this morning. But he can. And you can trust him. And you can put your faith in him and look to him. The government doesn't know what's coming next. The news doesn't know what's coming next. No one does. But he does. And he addresses their future. And you can trust him this morning. He has the answers. He's capable this morning. And we leave the future in his capable hands. And we live a life of faith to him in the midst of it. He can be trusted. We see letter A underneath. Um, he's trustworthy. Regardless of whether the road of life leads us, we we'll be absolute for certain that God will cause us to face, won't cause us to face anything bad for us. you realize that? And we know all things work together for good to them that love God. All things. Viruses. Everything. All things work together for good. That's a promise. That's what the Bible says, and God is trustworthy this morning. Remember that He has plotted our courses, He's planned our future, and guess what? He's promised to get us home in his time. He can be trusted. Or B, be, He's ever available. The disciples learned a valuable lesson that day on the boat. Never count God out. When you feel He's not there, guess what? He's still there. And in truth, he'll never leave you. He'll never leave your side. He's always available for you, no matter what you face in life. No matter what the journey is, God is always there. And he's always seeking your best interest. He's available. And let her see, he's ever enough. He's ever enough. There may be economic crises, political issues. Through it all, know that God is enough. It's all we ever need to meet the needs of life that may arise. Isaiah 45:22 says, Look unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth. I am God, and there is none else. God and God alone is our hope. You know, this morning, church, he's enough spiritually. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby ye must be saved. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's enough spiritually. Hey, church, this morning, he's enough financially. Hey, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Today, he's enough physically. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hey, this morning, he's enough emotionally. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And guess what? He's enough for eternity. When we get to heaven someday, the first one we will see is the one who is sitting on the throne. And when we see him, we'll know that he's Jesus and he'll be enough for eternity for all of us. Before Jesus came into the world, Prophet Isaiah wrote some words about him. It says, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, Prince of peace when the storms of life are raging. That's an old song I haven't sent a long time. Stand by me. He's right there. Always remember that Jesus is there for you. He longs to comfort you, and bring you peace. My Bible says, Be careful for nothing. And everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. John fourteen, twenty seven he says, Peace I leave with you. Not the peace of the world leaveth, but he brings peace. And understand something, church, he cares about you. The says you can cast all your care upon him because he careth for you. And also, as the Bible says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We live in a crazy world. It's always going to be crazy. As Christians, the news doesn't have to dictate how we live. Walmart doesn't have to dictate how we live. should. Keep your eyes on him. That's what we need today. We need him. Be a little extra careful with things. If you're sick, try to stay home. Nice to other people. And just be nice to people right now. Show them the love of Christ. Man, I was in Stater's yesterday, and like I said, it's kind of crazy in the stores. I get up to the checkout in LA. He says, hi, how are you? Did you find everything you're looking for? That's just a common thing they say. I said, no, I didn't find everything I'm looking for. And, she, and, I, and I started laughing, and she laughed. I think she thought I was going to get upset. So it's probably been a crazy, she's like, yeah, I've been here nine hours now. She's like, and people, the line hasn't stopped. And I just was nice, nice. I had a restaurant the other night, and there were not tons of waiters and things. I just extra nice. I need my food now. No, it's a little extra nice, people. Someone bumps you with their cart. I threw their cart against the wall. No, I didn't do that. It's crazy out there just be nice. Show people the love of the Lord. Show some grace. Reach out. I mentioned last service and something that I really want to take care of over the next little bit of time. we got a lot of elderly in our church. And like this morning Vivian wasn't here. Um, Dave and Margie that come to this service and I could list several others. But I don't think them in, the, and in their 80s should be battling trying to go to the store right now. Some of us should go for them. And if some of you you know some of the people that are here and are, that are elderly that are here this morning or just that they're old. You call them if I, get a, if I know a list, if I have a list put together of what they need from the store, the church can go buy it. They can reimburse that later. We could go help some of them get the stuff they need at the store. I'll go wait through those long lines. I don't care. We should be reaching out trying to help others with stuff like that. Help them in areas. Reach out. It's a time to pull together. And we look in government. They're still trying to play games in the midst of it. They try and pass a bill to help. With some relief from this. And some people are trying to force abortion rights into that bill. Now's not the time for these games. Now's the time to pull together and just do what's right. You, you turn on certain news things, all they're doing is criticizing the president. Or on other ones, they're praising him for what he's doing. In the things that are going on, none of us are going to act perfectly ever. Ever. Give a little bit of grace. I will tell you one thing I'm thrilled that the president said. He said, We need to make March 15th day a day of prayer and seek the God of heaven. And so, at the end of our service, we normally have an invitation. And we take a few minutes so you can pray from the message and things. I want to take a couple minutes.